Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Hey guys, welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. It's Kyle and Dieter here. And um, I was thinking today, Dieter, I was wondering, how did you end up in Pensacola? Because of all the places that you could have been, I know you've been down in Miami, but I was wondering, how did you end up in Pensacola? I met Kristen, uh, believe it or not, online. We were playing a game, and um, this is while well, I was still doing my master's at UF. Hey, Kristen's your wife? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, uh, anyways, um, we, we I used to play games online all the time. I don't know if you guys remember, but Yahoo used to be very popular, and they used to have tons of ga- online games. Uh, anyways, this is kind of kind of funny, but um, I met her online, and uh, several weeks went by. I think actually probably 30, 30 days went by, and um, uh, she reached out to me. Of course, I, I was playing with a ton of people. She reached out to me. She goes, hey, you remember me? And I said, uh, this was via, via chat. And I was like, no, yes, I do remember you. Aren't you the girl from Sarasota? And uh, she kind of pauses for a minute and she goes, um, uh, no, I'm the girl from Pensacola, which is kind of funny because both of them had long names. But I, that, that, I thought it's like, you know, it's kind of odd. Uh, anyways, um, we started chatting. We started playing games and, you know, one thing led to, led to another and we started calling each other and talking to each other over the phone i decided one day i told her i'd come visit you know i like the personality and you know we we had long conversations on the phone and i came to visit pensacola back in i could say uh maybe 2000 was this before or after you went to school in gainesville though i was still doing my graduate studies gotcha i hadn't finished um so you know we started we started dating and I think uh, maybe s- six months, seven months into us, us dating, I uh, I proposed. Wow. Uh, we got engaged, and uh, you know, I I, I tried I tried finishing all my stuff at, at at school, and then I packed my bags and I came I came to live here in Pensacola, and I've been I've been here since that. So since two thousand and one, maybe I've been here, and we got married in two thousand three. And when did you finish your master's in Gainesville? Well, uh, believe it or not, I thought I, ha- I was done with all my credits and uh, perpetually kept asking for my diploma. And uh, it took almost four years for them to let me know that they had I had credits missing. <laughs> that sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> so, it, so I went back to school, finished up the credits, and then they finally released my diploma back in 2007 or 8 or something like that. So your official graduation was 2008? Yep. Hey, that was the same year I graduated high school. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle, for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, well, tell me about, tell me, how, what you do? Why are you, why are you here in Pensacola anyways? Yeah, so I moved up here in Pensacola probably when I was about three years old. And I've lived in the area for basically ever since then until I decided I was going to go to UF in 2010 after I graduated from high school and got my AA. And so I went down there basically to be with my now wife and be with her and ended up getting into architecture and finishing my master's in 2015. Um, 
I think it was 2015, no, 2013. And so once I finished that, um, you know, we were looking for the next steps and what we were going to do. And we were in Orlando at the time. And once I finished all of my uh, graduate school in Orlando, I had a job down there and basically we were starting our family, got married and found out that we were pregnant about three or four months after we were married. And at that time, my parents live in Pensacola. Her parents live in Pensacola. There was nothing tying us to Orlando. So we picked everything up and moved back home. Um, in that year, I think it was 2015, during that year, I finished my master's, got a new job in a new state or in a new city, moved, bought a house, and had my first kid. Wow. It was a lot going on that year for sure. Wow. Uh, my first child was my daughter. She's now four years old, turning five wow. this year. Yeah. So... Um, but that's, that's how I ended up back here in Pensacola was basically, we found out that we were pregnant and we wanted to be around family. Um, and that's yeah. how I got the job where I'm at now. It happened to be wow. nearby, um, a small local firm. You know, I wanted to try to learn a lot about the business side of things and, you know, all of the experience and mentorship that sometimes you get in a bigger firm, but I wanted that kind of one-on-one -on -one connection with a lot of people that sometimes you can't get whenever you're just another number on a spreadsheet at a big firm. Right. So uh, that's how I ended up here, basically, back in Pensacola. So you came back to Pensacola because you wanted to be close to family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we came back so that, you know, we had family support. Um, I knew that starting a career like this was going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it was a we were in a new marriage, not a new relationship we'd been in. Uh, dating since 2007. Wow. So we dated for quite a while, but, you know, I kind of made a promise to myself and a promise to my parents that, you know, I wouldn't have a kid and I wouldn't get married until after I got done with school and I was able to kind of land on my feet and have a job and be able to support them, uh, which luckily I've been able to do so far. But, you know, I mean, it is a lot to, to juggle. And I remember that year being a very, very stressful, but exciting time. And, that's kind of how, you know, a lot of this journey has been. A lot of stress, a lot of fun. You know, sometimes you got to kind of have some people around you to pick you up, show you the way to go, and help you make some of those decisions that are really hard. And um, luckily, where I'm at, I'm around a lot of family, have a lot of yeah. friends. So now you are a Florida graduate, Florida University of Florida. Yeah, so I went to Pensacola Junior College at the time. Now it's Pensacola State College. Got my AA because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And um, I had bright futures, so I was able to do that basically at no charge. Um, and decided I was going to do architecture. Basically went to UF because I wanted to follow my girlfriend and be with her. Yeah. Um, went down there, got in architecture, finished my Bachelor's of Design in three years and then went to Orlando and got my master's of architecture at the Orlando City Lab. Oh. And one of the pluses of being in Orlando was basically they guaranteed you a internship within the first year as opposed to in Gainesville where there's only about two firms that are about six people apiece and you know internships are few and far between. 
Here, here's an interesting uh, story. Uh, I interviewed with Flat and Associates out of Pensacola. I mean, out of uh, Gainesville, Florida. And uh, during my interview, I uh, I had left my phone ringer on, and uh, the phone rang during my interview. Yeah, I bet that didn't go well. No, it didn't. For all you guys out there going to interview, do not leave your phone on. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a tip for sure. Don't leave your phone on in an interview. If anything, just don't even bring it into an don't, interview. Don't answer it like I did. Definitely don't answer it, Dieter. Did you have fun in Orlando while you were there? Man, Orlando was a blast. Um, you know, my wife loves Disney World, so that was nearby. Awesome. But we had probably three or four of our really good friends that we met while we were in college and also some friends even from high school that ended up in Orlando right around the same time that we were there. So we were able to kind of already have a group of friends formed. We could go out. We didn't, at the time, have very many cares in the world. We had to be to work. I had to go to school. Most of them were already done with school. But, uh, you know, we didn't have the obligations that we do now where, you know, we got mortgage due and got to take care of the kids and things like that. So it was a really fun time. We had a lot of fun down there. Yeah. I heard. I know that Ebor City is skipping a hop away from uh, Orlando, but we'll leave that for another day. To talk about that, that those stories. Uh, that if you had any, I, I don't. I had a lot of friends that went out there and uh, they told some wild stories coming back. But I don't know if half of it was truth or lies. But you know how people can kind of, you know, uh, expand or uh, extend. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, embellish stories to, to the point where it's like are you sure you remember it correctly because <laughs> you talk you talk to everybody else and everybody else tells you uh that's not what happened <laughs> right yeah you always kind of make it a little bit more exciting than what it really was um what about you Dieter I mean how did you like your time down in Gainesville versus being up here in Pensacola and you know were you down there the whole time you know uh, mine is a, a, a bit of a twisted story because um I'm from Miami and you know, people, people, people that are from big cities, uh, I think you, can, you guys can kind of relate. You, you you go from a very extremely active city to rural America. I could say Gainesville, even though it was a college town, it seemed completely out of pace. Yeah, I mean, all that's really there is just the college. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because and I remember staying a few a few summers. In, in, in Gainesville, and I thought it was, I, I, we need to, somebody, we, we need to jump on a car and get the hell out of here because this is, this is, this is like Death Valley. Nobody was there. <laughs> but we had a, we had a blast when, when school, when school was, was active, there were so many activities. We got to enjoy studio, you know, I think everybody, I think everybody enjoyed being in the same misery. So we created a great Great, great relationships with with all the other students, and uh, uh, I still have some friends from undergraduate and graduate school that I stay in touch with. I got a good, great buddy of mine that lives uh, up in uh, Connecticut that we, we stay stay in touch once in a while. And, and some of the guys from undergraduate uh, got a buddy of mine that lived in Miami, and another one in Portland, Oregon. I think he's I think he's still there. And then some of the other guys that still that, are, that live in California. Um, if you guys are out there, uh, I'll give you guys a shout. Uh, and, and I got some folks that, that uh, I think they went back to Puerto Rico. I think they were Puerto, Puerto Ricans. And, um, but we all had a blast. We, we all hung out. I, I, I love the Thanksgivings that we used to hang out with them. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, but it was just, 
we we created a little family when we were in, in Gainesville. I think I think you probably you can probably relate to to that. And, Absolutely. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the people kind of felt like there, there was this they were displaced from their families and and they had to create an, a bond with other folks that share the same common common goal. But yeah, uh, Gainesville, I, I enjoyed my time in Gainesville. I, I think uh, I hear some people say it's like, oh yeah, Gain, uh, going to school, it's like, you know, a, a, a big party session for, for everyone. But the fact is that you, you, you finish maturing as a, as a young man and, you know, you have professors and they, they've become your mentors. I think that you know you have people that can help you guide you along the way i mean there's some people that are super smart and they think they got it all figured out i mean i hear a lot of stories about uh you know um what is it microsoft um you know tesla uh their 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 their, their, their leadership uh how they dropped out of school and you know they were they're extremely successful but that's like you know point zero 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 one percent of someone achieving that success is rare you know obviously everybody idolizes that but that's not the case for for many of us um you can kind of see statistically i think uh my professor said uh a graduate student based on the populace it's like less than one percent wow you know there aren't that many people that can say say i'm a i'm, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a university graduate uh i hold a master's let's put it that way right so um, I think everybody needs to needs to needs to feel some pride. Um, it's an achievement. Uh, I don't care who says what. I mean, I hear people saying, uh, "You're not you're not measured. You're smart. Your smartness is not measured, or your intelligence is not measured by by uh, by going to school." Yeah, I, I get it because I, I've met a lot of people that aren't graduates, but they're really smart. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a there, there, there's a difference between having a degree that tells people that you're smart right away and being able to just prove that you are and you have the knowledge that you need. You know, in a profession like ours, there's a lot of things that you can't necessarily learn by going to school. And I have a feeling that that's kind of the way it is in a lot of different fields and that the only way you can pick it up is through experience. So I definitely think that that's something, you know, that we, we should talk about for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just trying to manage the day-to-day -day life with work and finding that balance. That can be one of the most difficult things about being a professional. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people out there that are single guys and that's the only thing that they have going on or single women. And that's the only thing that they have going on is they're just pushing their career and they're just putting off having their family until they're at the right place in their life. But like I was told many times, there's there's never a right time to have a kid. There's yeah. never a right time to take that next step and take that leap into being in a relationship and making your family and and for some people maybe that's never going to happen maybe they don't want that um, but i know that that was something that i wanted really early um and you know i'm i'm paying the price for it in some ways but you know i wouldn't change it right you know i mean as you know right now i'm trying to take my test to become licensed i know you've already finished all of yours and you're licensed in a right. couple of different states and trying to find time to study whenever you work eight, nine, 10 hour days, go home, 
take care of the kids, play with them. You know, it's, it's a lot. You know, when I was studying for my first three, I was hanging out with my wife after the kids went to bed until about nine o'clock. Then she would go to bed and I would stay up until about midnight and just study for three hours, three, four days a week. And it worked out pretty well, but I burned myself out pretty quick. And, um, you know, I, I passed the first three and, and then my son was, he was actually born on my same, on the same birthday as I have. So I was trying as a goal to be done by then, but, um, I, I failed one of the tests and I think that was partially because of setting unrealistic goals. You know, I was going to try to take three tests in two months or something like that. And there just wasn't enough time in the day to study, um, without sacrificing either time with my daughter time with my wife or performance at my job or sleep. I, I tried the no sleep thing, which back in school, I was able to do that a little bit better, but there's no time to make it up whenever you have kids at the house. You know, I used to go two or three days without sleeping because of studio, but then I could sleep for 24 hours if I wanted to. Whereas now, you know, I stay up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning and my daughter wakes me up at four o'clock. It doesn't matter. So Um, you know, that's just one of those things, but you know, that's one of the things that we're going to do in this, in this podcast is try to help people navigate through that, um, try to give them some tips and possibly help them down that journey. I know that yours was a little bit different. I think you were telling me the other day that you were able to kind of sacrifice about an hour of time after work and go study. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a one person decision. Um, I sat down with, with my wife and, you know, and, and here's, here's my, my, my situation or my predicament, if you, if, if you want to call it that, um, I think it was, uh, Preston, Preston was born in 2006 and I hadn't, I wasn't licensed yet. So I was working to get licensed. And uh, which is kind of funny for some of you guys that know anything about the architectural uh, examination test. uh, There was a version 3.1 and then four and now it's five. And I'm sure eventually it's going to be a six, seven and eight. But. uh, But I I had to I had to I had to me and me and the wife had to sit down and say, hey, um, there's no way I can I can study uh, because uh, after nine o'clock, because that's usually where we put the kids to sleep. So. We need to kind of, I kind of need to do something like leave the leave work, sit down somewhere for about an hour before going home. And I did that for almost uh, two years to try to finish all my tests because, you know, I later found out, and this is an interesting fact for all you guys that are having issues uh, focusing, um, I, I went and got a sleep study and I found out that I had sleep apnea. Um, and I liked always, I always like sharing this with everybody because a lot of people say, "Well, let me call, let me run and get some uh, some focus medicine." Yeah, didn't you think you had like ADHD or something? Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, uh, yeah, but it was it was a it was a negotiated contract with the wife that you know if, if we wanted to if we wanted both all of us to be successful, including the family, that I needed to do this, and she was she agreed and she was supported she, she supported me and, and uh, we got we got through it and I think after I got licensed. She had more freedom to do more activities, and, and now she does. She does all these other activities after after work, and we try to always balance it out. 
So you were able to kind of find that balance even at the very beginning of we're just kind of in an agreement that I'm going to do this thing now to hopefully make things better in the future. Right. So you're going to sacrifice a little time with me now, take on a little more responsibility with the kids, with me being gone for a little while. And in turn, once I'm done, you're going to be able to do these things. We're going to be able to do more things together. So it w- you guys were thinking long game. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of in the opposite situation. Um, uh, our life is full every day. You know, if there's not something going on, we're going to find something going on. So whenever I was trying to study, I I talked to the wife and, you know, and she was understanding she, she wants the best for me. It's nothing like that where she doesn't want me to do it, but it was it was very difficult even for me to make the decision, hey, I'm not going to go have dinner with my parents tonight because I've decided that tonight was the night I was going to study and I would find any excuse not to. Um, Whereas like when I was in school, all of my friends were doing it. We were all studying together and things like that. So that's where something like a study group, I know here in Pensacola, we have a great AIA study group. Um, You know, I'm a part of it. Several people in our office are a part of it. Um, you know, but finding those people around you that you can find as your peers, your friends, and have them hold you accountable. You know, my wife wanted to go to dinner with my parents or her parents, so she wasn't going to be like, no, we can't go because you need to study. So that accountability wasn't necessarily there. So sometimes if you're not, you know, able to hold yourself accountable, it's great to find a group of people that two days after you were supposed to meet, they're going to call you on the phone and go, hey, by the way, where were you at that last meeting? You know, and then the next time the meeting comes around and you try to find something else better to do, you're going to go, man, you know, John's going to call me and he's going to be wondering where I was and I'm going to have to make up some excuse for why I wasn't there. And, you know, so it's just like anything else. If you have somebody that's going to hold you accountable, it's, it's more than likely going to have a lot better chance of success. So that would definitely be something I would tell anybody out there that is taking their test for architecture or trying to, you know, read books or anything like that. That's like you and me. We we read books together, right? So, you know, I come in on Monday morning. I'm like, hey, did you read chapters two and three? Oh, I didn't read chapters two and three because, you know, I had X, Y, and Z going on. Well, it only takes a couple of times of that happening and you read chapters two and three. You know, so, you know, now that we've kind of found that that way of holding each other accountable, um, you know, we can we can work through those things. And, you know, on on Saturday afternoon when I'm sitting there going, I don't really have anything to do. Maybe I'll just watch a TV show. I'm like, oh, but Dieter really wants me to read that book so we can talk about it on Monday. So uh, to anybody out there listening, find somebody that can help you mentor you be in your accountability person. It doesn't even have to be somebody in the same field. That's right. So, that's right. All right, guys. So, that's about all the time we have today. So, big takeaway today find a buddy, find an accountability partner. You know, that was a little story into how we got to where we are, how we developed our families with this profession that we have. You know, I have a son and a daughter. Dieter has a son and a daughter. He's licensed. We work every day. It is possible, but definitely go out there and find someone that can help you. Um, you know, and we want to help you that, do that as well. We want to be those people for you. So 
you know, we are officially on Spotify now. We are working our way for Apple and iHeartRadio and all of those things. But you can definitely find us on Spotify. Um, so go and subscribe, and we will see you next week. And before we go, as always in our podcast, I'm going to have a great joke for you. So the joke of the day, why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.